This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Dr. Carl Bamlett, The Modern Caveman, a show that helps you to reshape your modern life using wisdom from the past. Welcome to The Modern Caveman. I'm joined again by Cuz this week. Cuz, good to see you back. Great to be back, Mr. Caveman. Hey, good to see you. Um, so we're going to be talking about some interesting topics this week. We're going to talk about uh, fear, anxiety, and other things of that nature. Wow, sounds quite interesting, mate. I'm not, I'm not an expert on this field, but I'm looking forward to uh, going deep in this one. Yeah.
Because this is a bit of a topical thing. And whenever you watch news or read papers or anything, anything in the radio, the fear is that emotion that we really strike up. Uh, they they know it sells. Fear sells, um, and fear brings on anxiety um, and lots of whole big cascade. In our modern day, with the um, we a few months ago we did a show on um, mental health mm-hmm. um, during during what's happening in in current times and how big that's happening and anxiety is a big part of that and and fear and anxiety are closely linked um, and so that's part of what we're going to delve into today is talking about some of the fears what what some of the physical responses our body has um, and how we can go about trying to change that and have you share some tips that you go through with processes with people that are really finely tuned and kind of let people hear how the, that works in business and how they can maybe change that for personal Sounds good. Personal applications. Sounds good. Yeah. So some of the things that you think of when you think of fear or anxiety, what are some of the physical responses you think of? Well, uh, I guess you can sort of like clam up, you know, or um, or shy away. Um, as, like as a physical response yep. you're talking about? Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's, that's a couple that spring to mind. Yep, yep, absolutely. So there are some other things that we can have to happen too. So um, it weakens our immune system. Mm-hmm. As we get prolonged stress, our immune system gets depressed because we don't have as much um, extra energy to upregulate our immune system because it has to go to all the other functions of, you know, running and hiding and fighting, whatever we have to do with why the fear is there. Um, it also leads to cardiovascular damage, GI problems such as ulcers and IBS, and it can even affect your fertility. Um, so there's several physiological responses that happen, and this information is from the University of, Mel- of Minnesota um, on their on their website. If you want to check out some of these things, um, also another thing that's affected when we're under fear um, and slash anxiety is as our memories affected. Right. We don't remember, remember things. things the same. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you're trying to recall, recall that name yeah. of that thing, it's not quite as good. Right. Okay. Um, and you just don't quite have the same sharpness. I just those. thought it was getting older, came in, but now there's an underlying... <laughs> age, can do it, age can do it a little bit too, but um, that, that fear will um, expedite the process quite a bit. Um, our processing of things will slow down because if we're always looking for that danger or worrying about the thing over here, we don't have time to think about how do I do that multipl- multiplication or division or long mm-hmm. division or whatever. Um, and another long-term thing that we this is kind of focusing on is our mental health, um, fatigue, depression, PTSD. Um, these are all things that are related with that fear uh, over long term. They just keep, you know, expanding and growing and growing and growing. So if the, that that one fear isn't just one thing; it, it will expand into other things. Mm. And we're seeing, so are you seeing people coming into you at your clinic there and um, there's an underlying thing of fear that's playing out and, you know, like I guess when you when you get injured, for example, or you become unwell, exactly. you know, there could be a fear around, will I get better, you know, or I've been diagnosed with something, you know, and so that could trigger some fears. Yeah, absolutely. With, with you know, chronic pain things, um, if even if it wasn't part of the initial problem, the fear of not getting better from that chronic low back pain, which has made you unable to work, mm. is a big part of what prevents people from getting better. Because um, if you're if you're constantly in that stress state and your body's not able to heal itself, and, and you know chiropractors will talk about the innate ability to heal itself, your innate innate response, um, and that's your body's ability to heal itself and do what it needs to do. If it can't do that because you're in that constant state of fear, you're not going to get better. You're not going to be able to heal your injuries. You're not going to be able to heal a cut that happens on your hand. You're not going to be able to fight off a, a, a bacteria or a virus, and you're going to be vulnerable to these things. And so um, these fears have to be quantified and not over 
over focused on. Right. That's part of what we yeah. have to do, and you know, with those things. So if you, the way you do that as a practitioner dealing with somebody with you know chronic low back pain is you find the part that has a pain in it, and you can take a little bit of that pain away, um, and then you say, okay, this is what I see with other people, and knowing that someone else has gone through it is also a thing that people can can take a bit of um, relief from, um, and then if you can give a plan as how to fix it and show that you're really confident in that plan and give them confidence in you, that's another way that in practice I can do that. Mm. And that's historically what has been one of the things that's shown up a lot. And, and as, you know, we get put into lockdowns and things and the fear grows overall around many factors, these the mental health situation in our country is getting worse. Um, you hear that all over the news, all over everywhere. Um, mental health workers are screaming out about it. Um, these fears are things that we have to work on in ourselves and have to keep pushing ourselves to be the best we can be to be able to deal with all this. So um, is fear, I mean, there's, uh, I guess thinking of fear in different contexts there, you know, someone might have a fear of spiders, someone might have a mm-hmm. fear of flying, someone might have a fear of... Um, any any number of things, yeah, you know, yeah. um, that have been learned over time, I guess, exactly. Or or are they what someone's been born with? Yep. Um, that's a, that's a good question. And um, there there fear are of heights, th- you know. There, uh, yeah, there are things that are smart to be afraid of. Uh, you know, if you're not in, on a rope or you know tied in, a fear of heights is a is a safety thing. Yeah. So, is there a purpose to fear? Is there is does fear have a purpose and a part to play at some point? That is the fine line you have to walk. What is it? Irrational fear and what is a rational fear? And that's what you have to kind of work through. And that is one of the you you didn't even know that this was going to be part of the, the thing, but that's one of the topics is conquering fear and experiences in life and um, taking risks that are calculated. Calculated risk and experience is what can help you get to that point. Yeah, I'm just wondering though, caveman. Like, uh, you see these, um, I guess, uh, thrill seekers. Yep. Thrill seekers who can jump off a hill, who can mm. um, go bungee jumping. Um, people think, well, what's wrong with bungee jumping? There'll be a lot of people that would be totally fearful of bungee jumping. Yep. Uh, you know, someone who's those um, those uh, wingsuit. People yes. that off those great height of mountain cliffs, and so, like I, I have a fe- I'd have a fear of being, you know, challenged to go and do that. Yep. Because as I'm weighing up my risks, you know, I, I would um, not have the confidence, or I, I see there's a greater risk of things not going quite so well, and yeah. so fear is holding me back from taking that action. Yeah. I suppose. Um, but someone else who's loves that sort of thing, hey, they think, well, what what am I on about? Just like someone might be scared of spiders. Well, why are you scared of spiders? It's not doing anything to you. But to that person, it's actually quite a big deal. Exactly. And getting those experiences will will help you realize what is a valid fear and what is an invalid fear. Hmm. Um, and you know, if you're around a very poisonous spider, there's going to be some validity in staying away from it and not letting it bite you. Hmm. Um, but the fear that takes over your body as a result of that fear isn't a smart thing because it's not beneficial to you. It, it prevents you from getting um, fixed in your little cut you get in your hand that happens on a daily basis to, to many of us or at least a weekly basis. And you're going to be much worse off if you have those irrational fears to the things. Mm-hmm. So the, the experiences, and I'll give you, give you an example from my life of this. Um, the, you, you already stated the fear of flying. 
And so yeah. I, I didn't really have a fear of flying. It was the fear of taking off and the fear of landing. Right, <laughs> yeah, those two parts yeah. of it didn't really didn't really um, impress me too much when I was yeah. first starting flying. And I, I was aware of this and I had a, a voucher to go do a flying lesson where you go up in a little plane and you, they do yeah. a trick, you do a trick, they do a yeah. trick, you do a trick. And I did that. Uh, for, for, they did six tricks. I did five tricks. Um, after that sixth trick they did, I said, let's go land. Because every single time he did a trick, he'd ask me, how are you doing? Yeah. And then every time I did one, he'd ask me how I was doing. And so the, right after he did that sixth one, I said, we need to land. Yeah. And right <laughs> as we hit, my stomach was in knots and I yep. couldn't couldn't hit anymore. But we were doing loop-de-loops and yep. barrel rolls and all these different things. And from that point on, I never had a fear of flying again. Yes. Never had a fear of landing, taking off, anything, because I'd experienced – what that was like and what the what the machinery could do and what it was yep. like. And it was a very wild ride. Yes. But we were completely safe the whole time. So how, how would you connect fear and worry? Are they similar? Is having, having a fear of something almost like worrying about something? It, it would have the similar Are response. They, you know, like like in, um, I guess I'm not explaining myself very yeah. well, but if um, thinking about... Uh, Recent times, people being in lockdown, yep. big impacts on livelihoods. Yep. Uh, some people with their work, um, earning income, mm-hmm. loss of work. You know, just surviving, putting food on the table, um, other such things. So, when we're put into a situation like that, um, it affects people differently. Yes. And so that fear, you know, fear of things not being better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or does that mean it's a worry of things not being better? You know. Um, I'm, I'd be, I'm fearful that we might go into lockdown again. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, because I'm worried about the impacts that it's going to have. Yeah. Yeah. So is it sometimes it's the unknown. You know, people have a fear about the unknown consequence or the unknown what's what could be the impact. That is that is the the change in what you know. So I, when I stated about the low back pain, that the, the getting better from it was one of the things. This is one of the things that you know, I think every practitioner. And the planet is going to be seeing a lot more of right now, no matter what type of practitioner, if you're a dentist, if you're a chiropractor, if you're um, a psychologist, if you're a GP, you're seeing people who ailments that are bringing them in are as a result of these worries and fears, whether it be um, worries about, you know, your business going under and not being able to put food on the table or, you know, having to be locked in lockdown again with someone who you don't particularly like if you're in, you know, a housing situation that's not quite, you know, family and everything. And anything in between, and the physiological response of the two, fear and worry, is very very similar. Um, I, I wouldn't say in the in the typical context it'd be the same thing, but the the mm. response that gets out of the body is going to be very similar. It's going to be very similar, and they're they're both very harmful. And, and for these purposes, we'll talk about them as kind of the the same thing as how yeah. to how to conquer them. And um, so one of those things is the experiences, and we've experienced. To the experiences around the lockdown, we've experienced a five-week lockdown. We've experienced a three-week lockdown here in Christchurch. Um, other parts of the world have experienced longer lockdowns. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of have a bit of context to put to it. And this most recent lockdown created more anxiety for some, created less anxiety for others. Mm. Um, if we can put things into context of how much it did, what we can expect, planning ahead for it, doing what we can to put it into place, that can ease – the anxiety and the worry. Mm. 
And that's part of what, what we're going to do today and part of the, the process that I know you do with a lot of people you work with is in business, you help to plan and get people in the right place so where they can have some confidence in the um, procedures and protocols they have in place to deal with things that pop up. Yeah, well, I guess, uh, you know, if you want to touch on that part now, you know, running a business, there's yeah. lots of, you know, moving parts. There's a lot of complexities. There's a lot of responsibilities. There's a lot of things that you, that you have to navigate. And, you know, if someone's going into business for the first time, it can be quite an overwhelming um, experience and journey yeah. for them. And there could be fears around, you know, when people get into it, go into a business for the first time, you know, yeah. Could be with the fear of the unknown. Is what if it doesn't work out? You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's a totally normal thing for people to to be concerned about. Yeah. Uh, usually, um, I'm, as I'm, if I'm thinking about that, it might be because we don't have all the information, we don't have all the knowledge, we don't have all those things already ticked off. You know, we mm-hmm. may be lacking in some knowledge or uh, skills. You know, so so um, you know, increasing one's um, capabilities can reduce the fear or taking action or learning or being exposed to it. It's like you got exposed to the airplane adventure yeah. because you were um, amongst that, that fear became you know, less and less until now you're, you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, I guess it's when you get out of your comfort zone, um, you know, you can or be thinking about getting out of your comfort zone, those, those fears can play out. Yeah, mm. yeah, Absolutely. So also thinking, um, you know, I, I remember when I was you know, doing personal development and uh, always doing personal development, it's a forever thing. Um, however, I remember someone creatively etching out the word fear, F-E-A-R, down the page mm-hmm. and saying that, um, you know, fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. So it's things that we might make up in our mind. Mm-hmm that it becomes an impression that we take on as being actual and real. Yes. You know, so fear of flying might be because I think in my mind that the plane's going to crash. Yep. So that's false evidence appearing real because it hasn't actually happened. And then every time it, you hit a little bit of turbulence, it, yeah. it, just, it, it triggers it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so get the real evidence and then that may remove some of the fear as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so... Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess there's different fears around, um, just uh, in current times, a fear around, do I take the have a vaccine or do I not? Mm-hmm. There's fears on both sides. Yep. And both people will speak equally um, and as convincingly as the next person on, on either side um, because there's a, a fear ar- around um, impact either way of if I do or if I don't. But people will then research and get their information to either um, subdue their fear and overcome it or have a different point of view. But mm-hmm. I guess it's getting new evidence that helps people maybe uh, make up their mind on those things. That's, that's very good. And it's uh, not a to- this isn't a thing no. around the vaccine, but I'm just sort of using how fear can play out in that topic. Absolutely. And that's a very good segue back into kind of how how fear gets promoted and just keeps getting pushed a little bit further and um, what comes when that continues to happen. And, and, you know, there's the fear and then the next step from that becomes anger yeah. oftentimes. And so trying to balance those and keep ourselves out of that cycle because that's, that's an unhealthy cycle because we're still going to have that same issue where we get the fear, um, the worry, you get the anger and the 
system is still going to have these issues. Your mm. body's still not going to be healing itself correctly. Your immune system is still not going to be able to work correctly if you're feeling this emotionally charged about this about this topic or mm. a, any topic. Um, and so these are things that we have to control. And so... Um, I was just sort of thinking as you're sharing that, I mean, do we fear because we care? We fear something mm-hmm. because we care about something. I mean, we don't... We fear something not so good happening because we care about mm. a, ourselves or, you know, our well-being or someone else's well-being or yep. or um, or something we're attached to. It's, it's a very, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just that, that's, that's <laughs> throwing very, some different thoughts out here. Well, if, okay, if, it, if it doesn't matter, I would say, yeah, we wouldn't have any response to it. It would just yeah, be we, a we, we, response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means that, um, you know, sh- she'll be right. <laughs> the old saying goes, "Yeah, and, right." And if you can, don't worry, be happy. And you know? even if, and there's the, there's the thought process along those things that we cannot control. Yes, we just have yeah, to kind of which go you've talked about bit. before about the yeah. locus of control. Eh? Yeah. You know about well, like, what what can you, what can you do with where you're at? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we can control ourselves and our input that we put into these things, and getting angry at ourselves about not doing enough. Mm doesn't help anything. Yeah. Getting, you know, angry at ourselves around doing too much or getting angry at someone else for not doing this or that. We have no control over those things. What we can do is put in our efforts to do the things we can do in return in regards to, you know, getting our business going the right way, um, for any challenges that we have, getting all the bits that we can do, you know, if we if we want to you know, have our voices heard on a on a topic, have your voice heard. Don't get angry about not being heard. Mm. Put your voice out there. These are all things that we can do is taking action. And, and, and the internal locus of control is exactly it. I mean, we have the power to do what we can do, and no one else can take that power from us. And um, that is what we have to kind of remember when we're getting on these topics is because if you have that control and you have that within you, you're not going to get the, the fear response the same. You're not going to have the anger response the same. And the more experiences you have, like like the flying lesson, um, like brain cancer when I was 19. Mm. You've had plenty of your own experiences that have f- shaped you to who you are. Mm. These are all things that are going to give you that confidence to be a little bit more laissez-faire about mm. what's going on. It's not it's not that you don't care, but you yeah. just have to you have to go with the punches of the things that aren't in your control and make the best out of whatever situation you're dealt with. Mm. And a situation and a mindset like that can make you a lot stronger and more resilient for mm. whatever is to come. Because if you're if you're broken down and this you know everything opens up and you're fine and the, but you're broken down because you just were worrying the whole time and stressed out the whole time, it's going to make you much worse off than you would be otherwise. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's um it's very much a, a mind thing, isn't it, mm. caveman? You know, it's something that um, we think about. It's the thought that causes the the fear. You yeah. know. Uh, um, you know, if we're thinking about a particular thing, you know, like in, in our mind, we're, like someone, some people have a fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've had plenty of guests come in here and they're, you know, quite anxious, quite nervous. And, yep. you know, um, and I know I was for the first time as well. But, you know, I'm not sure what number of episodes we're on to now. And <laughs> a few hundred, it seems like. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's um, once you take action and start doing it, that muscle gets stronger, doesn't it? You know, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it becomes a strength, not a weakness. Yeah. And that's it. and just facing those fears, doing it on repeat, and just keep it on going. Yeah, um, and you get stronger with it. Yes, and the internal locus of control. Mm. You have the power to make yourself stronger and to improve the way situations are going. Yeah, I'm also thinking around uh, 
you know what your you talk about your locus of control, but what you what your thoughts are and what you believe in, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and I'm I'm sort of like referring to you know having a faith when you have a a strong faith yeah. that um, you you're going to be looked after, you're going to you know when you, you know things are um, worked out ahead of time, you know when you you know um, you've had a uh, faithfully you you can um, step out in faith, you know you can yeah. then. I feel then you you don't have that same level of apprehension, you Agreed. know, Agreed particularly 100%. when you're doing things that are, um, you know, of um, being of service and so on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but just having a strong faith, I believe, is one of the ways you can um, conquer fear. I 100% agree with that. And, and for me, the biggest thing I faced in my life is when I was 19 and I had brain cancer. Mm. And think of, you know, fear and unknown and probably anyone out there who's ever had the diagnosis it's pretty 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 scary and um, rightfully so there's you know not the best stats around it um, and the over time you, you try and do whatever you can to be positive and you have these goals and plans and things and so we work about what you can control and focusing on that so when I was in well, one thing you touched on is positivity you know yeah. you touched on being positive you know so yeah. if you've got a, a strong faith you've got a, a um, a worldview of being positive, not yep. looking at the negative, then uh, you'll tend to, I think, um, have less fear in your life. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. When I when I was going through my thing with my cancer, um, I would have had goals and visions that I was going to do once I got out of the out of the, the hospital and was better, and mm-hmm. I just foresaw myself getting better. So that positive thought of I'm going to get better, and then I had actions I was going to take of you know every single day in the gym for two hours to get myself put back up so I could go and join the college wrestling team and be, you know, on that for the rest of my college college life. And so those were some things that I had in mind. It was simple. It was something I can do once mm-hmm. I get to that point um, and uh, something that was motivational. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was a goal and it was measurable. So it was an smart goal that, that you'd yes. have. Yeah. Um, and, and it really helped me for part of that. But there got to be times where was that enough? Mm. And so I've been getting this question a lot from patients who are just, you know, coming in with back pains and things that I'm working on them. And when you get to the, the, they ask you questions about, you know, the anxiety with everything going on and they ask really good questions like you're asking right now, like you're talking about right now. And, and what gets to it, once you get to those points where you're doing all the things you can do, what is the next thing? And, and, and you touched on it, you know, that, that faith and what you believe mm. in, that's going to be the part that gets you that security at that at that stage, yeah, where where all the positivity, all that thought process can't, and that you can give that stress away, and you can then take back that 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 strength, and you can take back that internal locus of control, controlling mm. what you can mm. and giving away what you can't. Yeah, because I think the faith can uh, can give you that strength and that courage, mm. you know, um, knowing that um, you're not alone. I suppose. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and this the the research is coming from the you know a university and the big university in the states, and it's from the um, the name of the center that it's coming from. Flipping the paper here to show you, it, it's uh, the early Bakken Center for Spirit, Spirituality and Healing at the University of Minnesota. Mm. So it's it's talking about that within this context because you can't separate the person from their beliefs. Yeah, that's right. They go hand in yep. hand. Yep. And you can have your your beliefs can change, you mm-hmm. know, as more evidence comes, you mm-hmm. know, as you get more knowledge, more evidence, then, then um, experiences mm-hmm. will then help you to, uh, you know, change your belief, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, um, 
you know, there's that same that, that famous quote by Henry Ford that you know, if you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, so someone who thinks they can't is sort of like a bit fear fear based. You know, mm-hmm. someone who thinks they can, they are quite positive and optimistic, and and um, have the courage. So yeah, that's just sort of again coming around to the how the thoughts play out and the the feeling of fear is what comes after that thought. Yeah. So because we have a, a bit of a list here from the the same University of Minnesota. Um, study that was our website they have that talks about what we can do to work on the the fear and the the, the anger side response to that and you can give us some of those lists and kind of let's elaborate on them yeah i'll give a wee summary and there's six uh, points here so if you're um not driving and you're listening to this you could write these down um if not then come back to it in summary you know we're talking about face your fears and anxieties so they don't become debilitating identify ways to create a sense of personal control or mastery in your life the first one is practice stress reduction techniques techniques such as mindfulness meditation or aerobic exercises and um you know there's lots of ways that you could do Mm -hmm. that you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and I mean, you can Google numerous ways on how to, you know, practice mindfulness. But I guess it's just, um, you know, a real simple one is just being being still and uh, um, aware of what's going on around you. You know, I remember going through some different mindful exercises um, over the years where you listen to your breath. You know, you can mm-hmm. listen, you can um, uh, focus in on different parts of your body, you know, and that centers you right in, in that particular moment. So... Um, so that's that's the first one, you know, is become uh, have mindfulness, and and I think um, you know something I share in some of my business coaching side of things is that um, things happen mindlessly yep. until we become mindful, hmm. you know. So sometimes things are just going on and we, we don't even have any idea, and and we don't necessarily have any awareness, so that um, how often the fear might be coming up as well. So hmm. when we're mindful, we can then. Um, move to the next step which is number two and that is shift your focus to the positive emotions in daily life now we get bombarded with so much of the opposite of that right and, and all different uh, influences be it through um, medias the various medias mm. and uh, you know it's interesting you know I don't like like to watch the news a lot I usually will turn it on at 6.40 when the sports news might come in and get the <laughs> updates on that and there's a yes. 10 minute clip but I do notice that on a Sunday they actually have like a positive news story so I really think it's really generous of the you know the TV news network to put you know five or six minutes of positive news um, you know each week <laughs> once a week you know <laughs> why don't you have 45 minutes of that and then um, yeah. yeah but that, oh, that's just how, how our world rocks at the moment yes um and roles so number three was to work to identify meaning and purpose in your life work to identify meaning and purpose in your life do you want to touch on that a wee bit caveman what, what yeah. um what do you think that might be you know is, is something we could um bring that into context for the listeners yeah so i i deal with you know and obviously as a chiropractor with lots of pains and things and different parts of the body can carry different pains so some things that people struggle with for in terms of purposes um, oftentimes if we're uh, going through retirement and you've given up work mm. and then you no longer have that thing that you go out and do yeah. or if you are younger and you just don't get enjoyment or a purpose from your work that can be part of it as well and so with with those cases oftentimes it's going out and volunteering or recommendations that, that, that practitioners give out to people or or just you know f- connecting with people and asking 
more questions in your work so you can really connect mm. with someone and understand what you're doing to help. For example, if you're a, if you're a draftsman or an architect, architect, and you're not getting as much value out of your job because you haven't went out to, to the job site and seen the house that you've drawn up for the people and seen how much they love it, mm. that would be one way where you could really increase that um, happiness with your job um, is going out and meeting the people and and really experiencing what it is you're doing instead of just yeah. the paper side of things. Yeah, I'm also thinking as well, um, when we find meaning and purpose in our life, I, I tend to think it's when we're doing something that's not to serve ourselves. Mm when it's actually doing something that's going to help someone else's life. You Great. know, when it's when we're doing something to make a difference or an impact in you know, in a, another part of our, our lives, you know, um, whether it's with people, whether it's with the environment, you know, but um, you know, we can find meaning and purpose in our life when uh, we're making a difference in in another part of um yeah, in someone else's life or or outside of ourselves. Exactly. And, yeah. and a big way where where that is you can take it from being a, a stress or a worry into something positive that's doing that is if we, instead of seeing the trash on the street and saying, oh, that's horrible, somebody should do something about that, we say, okay, I'm going to pick up that piece of trash, do that little tiny thing. Mm. You're picking up your area of the world, making it look that much better. And instead of it being a negative thing, of, oh, it's just gone to heck, you're actually doing something yeah. to make it better and to yep. change that situation positively. And then you come back when you go and like, look. This area looks really nice. This street looks really good. Mm. The bit I did makes a bit of difference. That's right. Yep. Uh, number four is um, get support from others. You know, so uh, you don't have to be on your own when you're working through your fears or anxieties. You know, engage, um, connect with some others, um, and share that burden. You know, mm. a, a burden shared's a bur- you know one, one that's solved. And um, so there's many ways and shapes and sizes that that, that support can um, can come from, but. But that's one of the strategies here is to, uh, you know, is to don't do it alone. And, and, you know, that's one of the struggles right now, too. Um, so we have to get through those fears, get the get the initial help, and then get out there and share it with people and and, mm. and be social. Yeah, well, like, like I guess if, uh, if someone had a fear of speaking, public speaking, yep. well, get support from others. So it could be connect with someone who you know does public speaking. Yep. Um, meet with them, talk with them, talk it through because I'm sure they would have had that fear um, mm. some time ago as well, you know, and uh, and maybe there's some new knowledge that can be passed on, some new tools that can be passed on and so someone can support and guide you to overcoming that fear. Same as fear of flying, fear of fear of yeah. needles, fear of anything, you know, yeah. um, is someone can support you through that. Yeah. You, you wouldn't uh, ask for advice on public speaking from somebody who is always too afraid to go do yeah. public speaking. You, yeah. You'd ask the person that, that is doing, doing it, that's yeah. doing it, has faced yeah. it, conquered it, is thriving doing it. That's yes. the person you ask. Yes. Um, the number five here is go for a walk or a run in the park. So I guess that might mean, um, you know, connect with nature. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be, you know, just soaking up, uh, you know, some of the... Uh, the goodness that comes from our natural environment, you yep. know. So if you're caught up in a in an office, you know, um, environment, or you're kept inside most of the days, then um, you know, getting outside um, would be one way to to help with that. Um, this uh, in the part of the summary here. And number six mm. is practice self self compassion. So what do you think mm. that might look like for you, caveman? Practicing uh, self compassion. This is. Probably one of the most widespread things in people is we're a bit hard on ourselves. Um, 
everyone has it for different different ways, but we all tend to be a bit critical at times. Um, so say say me and you both um, operate businesses and we know a lot of business people and a lot of really good employees. We are probably our own harshest critics, and that is one example of that. Mm-hmm. If you are too harsh to yourself, yes. you're going to break yourself down. You're not going to be successful. If you're not harsh enough and let any quality control kind of slide through, then you're not going to be successful because people won't come to you. So you have to have be hard on yourself but also be forgiving. Mm. So um, an example for me that I do this um, is with patients, I, I tell them I, 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 I want to fix you 100% every single time I see you. Mm-hmm. Um, is that achievable? No. Is it, you know, almost impossible to do that? Yes, it is. But that's what I'm shooting for. And anything less than that is failure, but I forgive myself for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so you, you have to shoot for that high level that you are that you need to do and yeah. try to get to it. But if you fail, pick yourself up, do better next time, yeah. um, and just keep having that attitude. Yeah. Just keep getting up. Keep yeah. getting up. Don't ever let yourself stay kicked down. Yes. So there you go, mate. That, that was the, the six um, in summary um, of facing your fears and anxieties. Um, was practice stress reduction techniques such as mindfulness, meditation, or aerobic exercises. Number two was shift your focus to the positive emotions in daily life. Number three is work to identify meaning and purpose in your life. Number four is get support from others. Five is go for a walk or a run in the park. And number six is practice self-compassion. One thing I want to add into that, that is probably one of the other biggest things I see for for stress reducers and people that, that isn't focused on enough is hobbies or pastimes. Yeah, so other interests and yes. things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cuz yep. they have number 1 I didn't like that they added aerobic exercise in with the quiet ones cuz what I find too much is people do too many of the physical things and run themselves down and wear themselves out and then they don't have the energy to do the normal daily stuff yes. and then they break apart. So we need we need the quiets. Well, it does actually mention the, this as a side note, not as a, in the part of the the six summary tips there, but it says mm-hmm. um uh, and finally, even if you are challenged by fear, don't ignore other parts of your life. You know, so sure. uh, so if um, you have an, an interest or a hobby, mm-hmm. um, something that gives you some um, inspiration and um, um, feel good, yep. then uh, um, so long as it doesn't have any other um, uh, not so good consequences, exactly. <laughs> just exactly. to uh, put that little uh, gauge in there, then yeah. um, boundary in there, then brain altering <laughs> brain consequences. consequences. Yeah, then yeah. then um, then, it, then it is it is good. So if it's enhancing your life. Um, in all ways, then uh, it's got to be good. Exactly. And so just touching that that hobby one more time is if you can get a hobby that can shut your brain off for a couple hours a week minimum, Mm. you get a break from those thoughts. You get a break from whatever's bothering you. Mm. And it's it's like, okay, um, say we're going to the gym and we lift up a 50-pound weight, okay? And instead of putting that weight down, you carry it around for the entire time you're at the gym. You go Mm. into the shower, you shower with it in your arm, you take Mm. it home with you. Mm. You sleep with it on your arm. You get up, you walk around with it. You do that for two weeks, three weeks, your mm. arm is going to be pretty tired. Yeah. It's going to be unable to function. Mm. Where if you can put it down and get rid of it for even a couple hours at a time, yeah. you have a, million, a lot of relief. You have a way yeah. to give you a lot of relief. Yeah. And if you can do yeah. that that hobby for, say, you know, an entire day, if it's a really bad day, yeah. then that will take that brain away from that thing and will... Mm. 
sort of giving your mind a rest, you know, you like, uh, yeah. yeah, like you're saying there. And like, that's why I do enjoy, you know, mountain biking because you have yep. to be focused and, you know, on what you're doing, not what might have happened during the day, you yep. know. Um, you have to be in, in that present moment, you know. And uh, I, I do woodworking, blacksmithing. Some mm. people do art. Some people yeah. do music. Yep. There, there's, there's Comes in many different shapes and exactly. sizes. And, yep, nice one. Thank you for joining us this week on our Talking Around Fear um, and Anxiety and uh, Anger and things that are going on with the, the topics around the world right now. It's pretty pretty widespread, and hopefully this has helped you a little bit. And if you're looking for any more resources, um, there'll be um, you know psychologists, psychiatrists, or talking with your friends, or plenty of other ways where you can kind of get that information out there. But thank you for joining me and Cuz. We loved having you. Catch you next time. You can find our podcast on Facebook at Dr. Carl Bamlet, The Modern Caveman, on the Plains FM website and iTunes, and you can get the live stream from plainsfm.org.nz or the TuneIn app. On behalf of Carl Waratini, I'm Dr. Carl Bamlett, chiropractor at the Alpha Omega Clinic, reminding you that you can't change from within on the outside looking in. Thank you for listening to Dr. Carl Bamlett, The Modern Caveman. For more healthy lifestyle tips, find Dr. Carl on drcarlbamlett.com and like him on Facebook. I'm Pascal Batrick, signing off for Dr. Carl Bamlett, The Modern Caveman.